0: Hello, hello, hello. It's Holly Rustic here with Grant Writing and Funding. Thank you so much for coming by and stopping by the Grant Writing and Funding podcast. And I am here to help you grow capacity, increase funding, and to advance mission. Now that might be the mission of the nonprofit that you are currently working at, or the many nonprofits that you are working with if you are a freelance grant writer. Alright, guys, so as we have we are continuing our journey in December. So what does that mean? That means I have Dr. Beverly Browning on the show with me again today. She's co-hosting the entire month of December with me. So I'm really excited. And today we are talking about strategic planning. Yes, this is important. So definitely important, especially as we come, we're coming to the end of the year and really looking at, okay, how can you really understand how to start a nonprofit or grow a nonprofit? Well, a lot of it comes to strategic planning, and we are going to give you some great nuggets today, so please do stick around. All right, also, I just wanna say you can go ahead and grab any of the show notes at grantwritingandfunding.com forward slash 148. That is our link to the show today on the website, so please do check it out as we have a ton of free resources and we also have our nonprofit startup academy coming up soon. We also have a sneak peek live Q&A and mini training which is absolutely free coming up on December 9th at 3 30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. So all the information is there. Uh, once again, grantwritingandfunding.com forward slash 148. And once again, thanks so much for stopping by. I hope you enjoyed today's show as much as I did. I always love having conversations with Dr. Lee Beverly Browning. She is amazing. She's been writing grants for 40 plus years. She is absolutely amazing. She has her PhD and she has different degrees. One of them is organizational development. So she is definitely going to bring some of that magic to life today as we discuss strategic planning. I hope you enjoy. Hello, hello, hello. I'm Holly Rustic with Grant Writing and Funding. And today I have on the show again with me, Dr. Beverly Browning, and she is the author of Grant Writing for Dummies, among many other things. And she's also my partner this month on the podcast. So I'm super excited to have you as a co-host. This is so much fun. Welcome. Welcome back, Dr. Bev. Thanks, I'm
1: excited to be here. This is, you're right, I'm having so much fun. Yeah, (laughs) this is fun,
0: I love it. I usually don't have a co-host, so I'm like, oh, this is so much fun. And we're doing the whole series around the Nonprofit Startup Academy. So we're collaborating on a really fun course. It's gonna be recorded live for the first time that we ever do it. And then we're gonna have it as a DIY recording after that. Um, Maybe we'll do the live again at some point in the future, but at least we'll have that. So if you really wanna join out on the live, the first time of the nonprofit startup academy and that is going to be throughout the whole month of january on thursdays it's going to be so much fun it's going to be a live training that we do and then we're also going to have it open to q a's so you get all of your questions answered and you get t- tons of templates for you to start up a nonprofit organization. So we're really excited to collaborate on that. And, um, you know, just a little bit behind the scenes, it was because a lot we were talking about how can we collaborate. We do a lot of grant writing, we do a lot of work with freelancers. And then we were like, but we also get a lot of people coming to us to start up nonprofits, to grow them, or maybe to add it as a service if they're a freelancer. And we were like, hmm, maybe that's something we should develop so they can have it as a resource. <laughs> So do you want to talk about that a little bit?
1: Yes. Um, we really want to talk this week. I think we Holly and I have both taken a look at where are the red flags mm-hmm. and one is in the strategic plan. That's um,
0: right. Often
1: there is none. Mm-hmm. Or we're working on it. Well, when were you founded? Uh two years ago, but we haven't really done anything with the nonprofit. Um, it's kind of like going on a road trip. Mm -hmm. and not knowing where you're going, leaving the map at home, not having GPS, and just thinking you're going to end up someplace that's safe and have a good time, and there'll be someplace to stay. Okay, that's only good if you're a nomad camper. Um, (laughs) But when it comes to a nonprofit, the strategic plan is your guide for everything you do. Mm -hmm. And when it's missing, it's just uh, that you're aimlessly operating programs and delivering services, and you really don't know where your benchmarks are, where you're Mm -hmm. supposed to be, if you're within the budget, it's just like, hey, let's do this, hey, let's do that. And pretty soon all those hays suck up all the dollars in your budget and now you're wondering why you can't get a grant to stay alive and pay the bills and keep the lights on It's because you didn't have a plan or if you had one, it wasn't really a plan. It was more like an idealist.
0: Absolutely. And you know, that's so true. And I, I love so if you guys didn't check it out last week, we talked about the nonprofit red flags in general. So definitely check out that podcast. Um, but yeah, you're, you're right. I mean, going into strategic planning. So that's something we're going to be covering in the nonprofit startup academy. But we wanted to give you guys some pointers here as well. Right. And I, I love those like the red flag, of course, of that is like you said, if you don't have one, if you don't have a strategic plan, that's definitely where that would be one of the major ones, right? Like you need to have one, but it's more than just saying, okay, guys, what do we want to do this year? Like for the nonprofit, like, you know, you got to really have a plan and those plans, you know, for me, it's, um, I love plans. My daughter's funny. She's like, you have a plan to make a plan. And I was like, (laughs) i'm all about planning but it's great and to really do strategic planning you know it has to be what's what's the word strategic right so it's not just saying let's just throw together something but knowing how to do that is super important. So you know, one of the things that I love to do, and then of course, yeah, touch on how you like to do this as well, Dr. Bev, with nonprofits, is to really look at them and to first ask them, like, what is your why? You know, like, why why are you a part of this, and what impact do you want to see by the end of the year? Like, what is the you know the real things that you really want to see this nonprofit do, and have people really start dreaming. And pull in like what they why they're a part of this and you know what they want to give, but also what they want in return, and I think that's such a it's an important and overlooked question. And it's not to say that everybody is selfish, but it is nice to know what your colleagues want. And it's funny, I've done this exercise so many times with nonprofits, and they've been around for years, and you know, on the board together, and they didn't know what the other person's why was, you know, or what they wanted in return. And it was really empowering, um, so they could help giving one each one another that in return, which was really cool, you know. Like one person, they it was a part of um, this conservation nonprofit, and the guy was like, "I want to swim with the manta." <laughs> (laughs) (laughs) and I've been on this board for two years and I've never been able to that's something I kind of want to do you know because they serve mantas and so it was like oh well we should probably do something like that so it was just interesting to kind of like you know we also need to be fed and nurtured as board members right and as part of nonprofits. so that's something I really like to do and to really find out you know what what you want the nonprofit to achieve i think is really important is there something as first activity that you like to do with strategic planning as well
1: yes the first thing i like to do is say okay when are you meeting with the board to start working on the strategic planning process and the ceo the new ceo at that will say I have already written the plan of where I want this organization to go. And I just need for the board to approve it.
0: (laughs) (laughs) She's got a red flag out again.
1: (laughs) The board has to have input. You need. Mm I guess you need objective and subjective input, because if somebody sets a goal and they know that you're not going to reach it for lack of funding, lack of leadership, lack of staffing, lack of a facility, Mm -hmm. all those things, then a board member needs to speak up and say, wait a minute, maybe that's something we're not going to be able to do for another year or two, but what can we do in year one and how much funding do we have to do with it? Mm-hmm. And a part of that strategic plan includes the fundraising plan, yeah, and and how you're going to go after the money and raise it and how it's going to come in. Mm-hmm. So I like to see the board work along with the founder, the visionary, the CEO, executive director, because it is a group activity. Yeah, um, and yeah. the other piece is just because, because I also have a nonprofit um, uh, foundation, and you can't. One person cannot create a mission statement that everybody follows and marches to. It takes a board. It takes your stakeholders. Mm -hmm. They're the board. Everybody works on creating the mission and the vision and then developing the plan and assigning people to the tasks and putting a timeline on it. Mm -hmm. So without the strategic plan, I wonder, what are you going to do in year one? How are you going to get there? You know, mm-hmm. what will you say if a funder finds out that you do have a new nonprofit, a potential funder, and they want to meet with you and ask you about the goals and, and mission and vision. And all of a sudden, you haven't done this, but the board has had five meetings already. So the strategic plan is the very first thing. It's the first, it's it's really the marching tools, yeah. and it also yeah. encompasses a part of the business plan, because the strategic Mm -hmm. plan embeds itself into the business plan. And I know you're saying, but we don't have a business, we're running a nonprofit. Hello, Mm -hmm. you still are going to manage it and organize it like a business. It's not a one person trip or train trip or anything like that. Other Mm -hmm. people have to be sitting around the table and have input.
0: Absolutely. I love that. I mean, it, it is. And I always say it is a business. It's just a nonprofit business, but it is a business. And to look at it as such, like you still need to make a profit to pay your bills, right? It's just a profit goes back into the nonprofit, right? So it's, it is, or goes back into the business. So it is really important to have your your hat on like that and to think about it from a point of we do need to raise money instead of let's nickel and dime everything so i think that's really important let's not pay anybody anything and just ask for volunteers and always ask for discounts and ask you know i mean those things you know yeah i mean you can have some kind of strategy with that but it can't be your go-to all the time right so you do have to operate it as a business and i i love that you know the the planning so the mission statement and the vision statement So this is also a fun part of the strategic planning, right? Because without this, like there's no direction. So the mission is always, what are we doing today? And the vision is what are we going to accomplish tomorrow? So it's kind of that future look. And um, to to be able to go over this even annually, I love doing strategic planning every single year, right? Even just to reevaluate. So are we on target Are do we need to adjust this, you know, because your nonprofit can change, it does change, right? It's a part of time, it's an evolution, um, things, COVID happens, right? Maybe you need to adjust some things to reflect even to the outer elements or outer environment um, that happens and the challenges. So those can all be something that you need to relook at every single year. The other thing is if you have new board members, some people have you know, staggered boards, they elect new people every year or, you know, so it also depends on the board terms, right? So I love what you said, too, about not just being, it's not just the board that's doing the strategic planning, right? If you have staff or if you have uh, volunteers, I even say, I think one of the biggest things is nonprofits will throw together their strategic planning. They'll do a little retreat. Maybe it's at the nonprofit, which is also like, might not be the best place to have it but um then they won't invite the secretarian because they're the receptionist because you know they need to answer the phones while they're doing this retreat and I say that's the person that really needs to be in there because she's your first point of contact and if you she or he doesn't know what's going on you know with the evolution or you, they can give valuable input as well to that retreat as far as you know letting people know like well this is what people are coming in and saying or you know these are the questions I get a lot so it might not be clear in the brand. So I think also just being inclusive, like you said, is super important, you know, as far as really building up the strategic planning. And sometimes you don't have staff and it might just be the board, but if you do, it really is important to be inclusive. So yeah, I definitely see that's a red flag. Mm -hmm. And I like
1: to see the strategic plan on every board meeting agenda Mm -hmm. because there could be modifications based on barriers and challenge, challenges that one of your board members encountered and trying to do their action part of it in the action yeah. plan um, as well. And also it's, it's not stagnant or static, it yeah. is alive and living. And it's something that you look at, I look at my strategic plan weekly and say, is this realistic? Is this something I'm gonna be able to do by the end of 2021? I also, I'm I'm all school, and you can tell that because of my gray hair. Years ago, we used to create five year strategic plans, 10 Mm -hmm. year strategic plans. It's because we didn't know any better. Mm -hmm. Um, And we thought things were going to stay the same for five or 10 years. Now I advise my clients one year, and that's it. And it's ongoing, and it's every month, and you start working on year two in September of year one, so you have it knocked out and you have it voted on and approved and you know what you're going to do. Why so short? Because the economy is volatile, giving priorities change, Mm -hmm. events often have to shift. I mean, look what happened this year. Everybody that had these in-person events all planned ended up having to either cancel them or do them virtually. Mm -hmm. And that was an entire pivot to how do we do this? How do we reach an entire state virtually and make it interactive? How do we make it professional so Mm -hmm. there's just so many questions involved so yes your strategic plan is not there like a will where it's tucked away in a drawer and locked up until the organization dies Um, it's something you need to look at every single i think every single board meeting Mm -hmm. and i just want to kind of go back to that if your board's only meeting a few times a year success is going to be far out of reach for your new nonprofit. Mm -hmm. In the beginning, the board needs to meet every single month. There should be not one month that they skip or say, oh, we're going to take a break from September to December. Mm -hmm. Too many things happen and they're still financially accountable. Mm -hmm. So really keep all these things in mind. Strategic plan is important, especially if your nonprofit decides to go to the bank and try to get a low interest loan in order to get a facility or pay rent. The strategic plan is a part of the business plan, and the business plan is also the board and the executive director or founder's role or job to create, to write, to research, to do a feasibility study. This is why you actually, honestly, and we're not trying to sell our services, but you do need nonprofit capacity building consultants like Holly, myself, and the others that are out there, because you can't think of all this and do all of this on your own. You need us behind you, coaching, pushing, mentoring. Uh, having you fill out information and then giving you back like reports and and formats and everything else, so keep that in mind.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And just to, I love that, you know, that monthly meeting. I think even seasoned boards, um, that's it's good to have monthly meetings. It's good to stay connected. Um, you know, and that can actually eliminate longer drawn out meetings if they're every other month or once a quarter. And once a quarter is, in my opinion, <laughs> too, it's not, it's not an you know, it's just if you miss once, you miss a half a year. Like that's just it's too much of a risk. So I do like the monthly meetings. Um, And once again, you can cover more in in a shorter period of time, potentially, right, than having it like fewer meetings, but longer and then drawn out and more to do. So um, I think that's really important. And I also, I love the strategic plan as well, as far as looking for tasks, right? So that's something that I recently did on a board I'm a part of is to say, let's just do, we have a large board, let's do subgroups. And each one has your own task that needs to be done and we have to report at the next meeting. Are you know what the what the what you've done with that task, and this is what you know we want to accomplish, (laughs) like you said in this quarter, right? So even breaking, I love breaking it down by quarters. I love the annual strategic plan, and then break it down in quarters. What do you need to accomplish every quarter? And like you said, if you're reporting on that every board meeting, it's easy to see then how you need to adjust and change, and what the issues are. So if you are only looking at that once a year, just for your task and what you know what's been accomplished then it's, it's not enough, right? You could totally undercut it maybe and not accomplish anything. And you didn't really catch the red flags going along the way because you weren't reporting on them. So I do think, yeah, definitely breaking it down into not just like oh we're just going to report on what we did it's like no what are we supposed to what is the overall impact and outcome that we want to see, and then how can you break it down right into these mini steps and these mini wins. And then really be able to build those up so one step at a time, so if your overall goal, maybe for the year is to say we're going to raise. You know, twenty thousand dollars for the nonprofit, right? Or a hundred thousand dollars? Then what are you doing every single quarter? And are you reporting on that every single month? You know, did you apply for a grant that quarter? Did you do your fundraiser, etc.? Right? So you can really be able to see: Did we raise X amount in a quarter? Is easier than to kind of readjust, right, for the rest of the year the next quarter. Mm-hmm.
1: And. Yeah. Some potential funders require that you attach a copy of your strategic plan as an upload when you're applying for funding. And if you don't have that document and it isn't created by a body of stakeholders, they can tell right away when one person has written the plan because it looks too grandiose. Mm -hmm. Um, It doesn't have it assigned to any real people that exist. (laughs) and it also is missing a lot of the components so you definitely want to have a strategic plan within the first three months of forming your nonprofit. that should be the job of the forming board to put together that strategic plan for how you're going to get from point a to point b what do you need to help you along the way what is the cost of getting to that and where's the funding going to come from
0: Right. Yeah, that's so good. I love that. I mean, you you just looking at everything. And then I think it actually makes it um, more simple, right? Because once you spend the time, yes, it's going to take, you know, it could take a little bit of time, you take a day and you work on this with your with your board. Um, And, you know, but then it's going to eliminate so much wasted time of People may be feeling they're a part of the board, but they're not really sure what they're there to do. Um, you know, you're not leveraging um, the people on your board because they're just, they don't know what to do, right? Or they don't have a plan. They just show up and they're like, okay, I'm here. And then they are a warm body. And that's not what you want. You want people who are active and who have, um, you know they have a plan so they don't need to just, you know it doesn't need to be all run by the chair, right? <laughs> it can be run by everybody on the board equally so then they feel more part of it. Mm -hmm. And we can't write your plan. We facilitate your plan.
1: Our job is to help you write your plan by asking the right questions, by pushing you, Mm -hmm. by saying, okay, where do you see yourself in three months? Where do you see yourself in six months? And then we start to help you draft out the template and getting everything filled in, but we can't write it. So Don't think that there's somebody out there that you can just dial up or email or whatever and say, hey, I'll pay you X amount of dollars to write our strategic plan. Number one, they're not the founder or the visionary. Number two, someone else who has no connection to where you want to take this nonprofit should not be creating a mission or a vision or any goals Mm -hmm. or benchmarks or deadlines So this has to be done internally. It's not something you can just kick to the curb and say, oh, write us a grant, fix our strategic plan, all of the above. We help you bring out your own ideas, expertise, and thoughts along with your board members, and then we help you document that. And at the same time, especially if we're doing a virtual training, you get a copy of one of our recordings and you know what you said and you know who's going to do what. And that helps you look at it multiple times as you're sitting there with a board or in a committee working on the plan. So be conscious of how you spend your precious few dollars Mm -hmm. and learn how to do things right so they don't have to be done over And they actually make sense because the whole goal of this nonprofit, if you're not wealthy, is to secure the funding externally, as well as from your board and their commitment in order to keep it going, to build sustainability. So you want everything to be done correctly up front and not over and over and over the wrong way by the wrong people. Mm-hmm.
0: Absolutely. I, I love that. Yeah, definitely has to be an internal thing. And and when you hire a consultant or, you know, when you're looking at this, it's really their job to facilitate, right? To not to develop, but to facilitate. Um, mm-hmm. And that's where you can be, okay, now we, we're guided through the process of knowing how to do it, but they're the board and, you know, the nonprofit is the one who they know their, they know their why, they have their passion, you know what I mean? They understand where they want to bring this and where the gaps are. And just touching on gaps real quick, um, you know, having a needs and strengths assessment is also a great thing, you guys. If you were looking at strategic planning and really starting a nonprofit, is to really once again not just think, oh, we're gonna just uh, be the only ones out there doing this specific thing. You really need to look around and see who else is out there, and see how you can leverage them. Maybe, maybe you're both serving. Like we'll go back to the manta rays. We're both serving manta rays in our conservation efforts, um, but maybe one is serving a certain species and another was serving you know maybe education about it the other one's serving like we're going to build a sanctuary actually in the ocean for them and doing more policies on fishermen you know sort of things and that you know they're doing more policy and and developing and services and the other one's doing education for kids about you know the importance of um, conservation work so you could be doing two different things but serving the same kind of population or the same right area Um, but that's important to know to do the research and to really look and to do your resource mapping and say who else is out there and what are they doing and how can we partner with them right how can we maybe um, you know just work together on a project with them or do a fundraiser maybe together or you know, leverage them in some way, even if it's securing a letter of commitment for a grant from them, you know, but you have to have those relationships and know who's out there. So that's another part of your, your planning that you can incorporate is really looking at who's out there, who are your resources, what are the needs um, you know, and what are the strengths, what can you really do to provide um, great value to your beneficiaries or who you service, right? So I think that's just really looking at it too. A lot of nonprofits kind of start up, I've seen this sometimes they say, we know what the need is and they develop a program, they implement it, and the beneficiaries kind of go, mm, this isn't really what we need. <laughs> So, you know, without asking them, you got to ask them. So it's also important to bring in beneficiaries. And sometimes those are some of your board members, right? That come in and, you know, maybe it's people who already work with mantas and, you know, they have the experts you have some professors that work in conservation or whatnot. And you have a variety of people who can speak to what the needs are and actually go out in the community and ask. I've even seen um, and done Facebook polls social media polls, you know, um, focus groups where you can, you know, I mean, back in the day, right? You could like me for coffee and just ask a few questions from people that you're serving, but you could do that on zoom these days and really, you know, just have some conversations about it. And that's really going to help your nonprofit, especially in the beginning of knowing what types of programs to even develop. Right. So I think just definitely doing that kind of work is really important to incorporate in your first year or even before you start a nonprofit.
1: I agree. And something else came to my mind, Holly. Mm -hmm. It's the old comedy that used to be on TV, Who's on First? Oh, yeah. With the strategic plan, everybody's on first and nobody makes the (laughs) bases.
0: I love that. It's so true. It's so... (laughs) So you guys, this is really going to guide you. As you can tell, a strategic plan is going to totally guide your nonprofit. And just so you know what to do. I mean, it's just important in that you really maximize your impact on what you want to accomplish. So having that plan of action go forward from all the way from your needs and strengths assessment to your mission and vision, developing that and and evaluating every day, every year, making sure that's really on point and knowing what it is, how many nonprofits, they have to Google their mission statement, right? (laughs) it's like a page long and they don't know you know so it's like knowing it memorizing it having everybody understand what it is who works with your nonprofit to really embrace that um so that's definitely something that needs to be evaluated but then all the way to your resource mapping setting goals and then having the opportunity to schedule in when you're going to review those goals like you said, you know, it can be every month um, to report on what the status is of um, you know, how you've worked up towards that goal is super important. And you guys can tell then how much impact this would have for your nonprofit, right? So this isn't necessarily just for starting a nonprofit, but a lot of you out there who might have plateaued and you're just not getting the buy-in from your board, you're just not accomplishing the things that you want to accomplish. And this last year has just really set you back now is the time to do your strategic planning, right so really relook really at everything and to, to feel confident stepping into 2021 and beyond. yeah so anything else you'd like to add on, add to that dr Bev before we sign off for today
1: yeah the strategic plan should always have a contingency plan mm-hmm. if if challenges prevent us from being able to achieve this goal, what are alternative steps that we can take? in order to serve the population with limited funding or with limited resources. Um, Boy, if we only had this foresight in 2019 as nonprofit directors and founders and consultants to do the what if and then have a plan for every what if Mm -hmm. because this year's what if kind of hit all of us in the face really quick. And we either pivoted or we died, literally, nonprofits closed doors. Mm -hmm. And we don't want the people who are in our webinar to ever have to go through the hurt and emotion and stress of shutting down services in a community Mm -hmm. or having a building uh, with a sign on it that says foreclosed by the county or by the city or by the town. Mm -hmm. We want you to think ahead and to be more conscious and wise of all the things that you need to do up front that will save you grief Mm -hmm. and closure at the end.
0: Absolutely, absolutely. And we will talk more in depth about that in the Nonprofit startup Academy, as far as doing a SWOT analysis that really will help you cover some of those things, looking at the strengths, weaknesses, opportunities, and threats. So that threat is the COVID for the year. Um, But once you have those, even if it's not exactly like who could see that coming, but you have external threats that are out there that you account for and you have, that contingency plan, so important. So it really does help you re re-pivot real quick and be able to tap into resources that are already kind of built out in your contingency plan. I love that, woo! Well, I'm super excited. Um, We're still, we have a few more episodes this month and I'm really excited that Dr. Bev is my co-host this month on the Grant Writing and Funding podcast. Um, We really look forward to the Nonprofit Startup Academy. So do check out grantwritingandfunding.com forward slash 148 to get more information on that uh, Nonprofit Startup Academy that's happening in January. And also if you have any questions along the way. Thank you so much again for joining me today, Dr. Beverly Brown. Thank you, Holly. It's been a pleasure. I'm having so much fun. Yay! We'll see you guys next week as we continue our conversation on nonprofit startups. And that could be you if you're looking at starting a nonprofit, or if you're looking to grow, you're you're just, you know, your, your nonprofits hit that plateau, you need to readjust replan for the new normal and, or you're a freelancer and you want to have another side hustle. You do get a lot of people asking you to help them start up nonprofits, but you just don't have the system in place yet. This will give you that system. All right, we'll see you then. Thank you so much for tuning into the Grant Writing and Funding Podcast. If you love this episode, please do me a favor and leave a review on iTunes as it really does help other people find the Grant Writing and Funding Podcast. And, of course, if you want any of the notes from today's show, go ahead and jump over to grantwritingandfunding.com forward slash 148. I'll see you guys next week. Bye-bye.